Hello, and thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson, and today is Wednesday, the 27th of April, 2022. Today's moment is brought to you by our great friends at American Farmer Proud, American-made apparel that supports American farmers. Visit AmericanFarmerProud.com to check out the latest designs and merchandise or to read their family's incredible story. American Farmer Proud to be both. Well, happy midweek to you all. And for the, for those of you across much of the state that saw temperatures here at the end of April dip into the 20s overnight, we hope you've had sufficient time this morning to thaw out. This has been a really miserable spring. Hopefully the Milwaukee Bucks can clinch uh, the series tonight against the Chicago Bulls. Put that series away before moving on in this year's playoffs. For those of you who care, I'm going to shut up now because something tells me a lot of you don't. Let's jump into some news together. In a recent edition of the Weekly Insider, we actually reported on the final bills of the session that Governor Evers signed into law and the bills that Governor Evers vetoed. And in our weekly member poll, quite a few members, maybe you, seem kind of shocked at the number of vetoes from this governor. And it is very common that a governor issues vetoes. But in a historical context, it turns out the members who thought there were a lot of vetoes weren't wrong. There were a lot. In a report yesterday from the Legislative Reference Bureau, they're kind of the nonpartisan legislative gurus of the state legislature, one of the groups of gurus, if that matters. Governor Evers vetoed a huge 126 bills during the legislative session that ended last month. To give you a context, there were 2,307 bills that were introduced in the legislature. 267 of them were enacted into law. 126 were vetoed in full. In one bill, the budget was vetoed partially, just a little bit of the budget. With the official numbers now out, though, we can say that Governor Governor Evers has vetoed more bills than any other governor in Wisconsin history. Prior to this legislative session, it was Fred Zimmerman, governor at the time, who held that title when he vetoed 90 bills in the 1927 session. I'm not sure that's a title I'd necessarily want to hold personally. When you look at the structure of our republic, the bills come from the legislature, the representative body, so those bills, in theory, come from the people. The legislature writes the laws and controls our finances. The job of the executive branch is to enforce those laws and these days write really big checks funded in the name of pandemic relief and create lots of task forces. Come on, let's give credit where it's due. But speaking of really big checks, moving on, the Joint Committee on Finance yesterday met to approve $283 million in transportation funding and spending that came from federal money. They said they will put more money into state highways and local roads. The co-chairs of the committee said the plan approved yesterday builds on the massive investment of $4 billion that were already approved in the Republican budget that Governor Evers signed into law last year. The bulk of the dollars in yesterday's approval prioritized putting more money in local roads and bridges and will accelerate 22 state highway projects that were slated for future years. It was not all celebration over those dollars, though, yesterday. Senator Dewey Strobel, a friend of WPT, issued a statement saying this windfall of federal cash that we spent yesterday should not be ignored in future transportation funding debates. Strobel said for years, Wisconsinites were subjected to an aggressive public messaging campaign from government special interests that sought to convince the public that anything short of the legislature writing a blank check for roads would result in crumbling infrastructure. He also pointed out that as a result of that, Governor Evers signed into law in his first state budget a vehicle registration and title fee increase to the tune of $300 
$360 million. With the new influx of federal cash and that $360 million in new revenues from the title and fee increase, the legislature should question the need for additional revenue uppers, as he called them, for the state's transportation fund for the foreseeable future. Strobel also pointed out that federal dollars come with many strings attached from excessive front-end engineering reviews, onerous regulations, and mandatory union labor requirements. He said he's already heard from several town and village officials who intend to forego even applying for a share of these federal dollars because of the red tape. And another retirement announcement, which was a little unlikely considering the back and forth with the maps, but Senator Dale Coenga of Brookfield announced he would not seek re-election under Evers' maps. If you may recall, he was drawn out of his district in Brookfield in the Milwaukee area. Once the U.S. Supreme Court struck down Evers' maps as unconstitutional and the Wisconsin Supreme Court chose the GOP-drawn maps, Coenga was able to again run for re-election to the seat he currently occupies. Coenga said it was his intent up until recently to run for a second term, but the politically tumultuous events of the past months gave his family and him some time to reflect. I've always approached public service as a citizen legislator, and that has meant wearing many different hats. In addition to my commitments to public service and my family, I'm also committed to my God, my country, service in the U.S. Army, and maintaining a private sector career. After 12 years of state service, I have made the very difficult decision that it's in the best interest of all these commitments to bow out and not seek another four years in the Wisconsin Senate. We wish Senator Coenga all the best. He certainly deserves it. And as a fiscal hawk on the, in the legislature and having served on the budget committee for years, he really deserves all of our gratitude for balancing budgets, slashing taxes, and cutting spending. With this announcement, there are currently 29 seats across both chambers of the legislature that will change hands next year. Senator Coenga, such a humble guy, he really will be missed. And in his honor, we'll leave you with this quote from... President Harry Truman, who said, it is amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. With that, have a great rest of your week. And as always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business farm and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org join.